Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fadero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 294. And I'm here, as always, with the feverish Fenero. what up what up what up feverish Fenero? he's just like what up what up and then back to me <laughs> to introduce our guest this week eric froton whoa <laughs> thank you swagzilla ff froton on twitter yeah man thank you for being here lead college and NFL draft analyst for NFL Sports Edge. Lucky enough to meet you the last couple of years at the Fantasy Expo. I feel like that's a reoccurring theme here on Rookie Fever lately. But man, you meet so many awesome people at the Expo. It's just, there's no way around it. So I feel privileged and honored to have you here tonight. I know Fenero feels, feels the same. Thank you very much for coming on Rookie Fever. Episode 294. That is absolutely astronomical. 294 episodes? My gosh. When did you guys start? Um, what was Four? it? Josh Jacobs? Uh, Miles Sanders? Yeah, Dave Montgomery? Yeah. Was it? it could be the class before that. It's been a minute. Five, I think it's our fifth class. That's how. That's what we should start doing, though, when people ask, when did you start? Just like, oh, who was that rookie? <laughs> who was that class? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We talked so about that. Well, it might have been Chubb. That's how we keep time here at Rookie Fever. <laughs> <laughs> As it should be. It's Rookie what? Fever. That's how we go. It, yeah, it, it was do. not Laquan Treadwell. I wish we could have been there to help him through that. But When, when, when are you going to have lunch tomorrow? Oh, half past the Chubb. <laughs> yeah, but man, it's just been magic ever ever since. We'll say that. So check this out. Eric sits down with us tonight, and he is wearing a Campus to Canton t-shirt live on tape. I'm going to have to send this video to Felix because he's a take a, <laughs> let me see it or I won't believe it type guy. But yeah, he really is. trust so, but verify, Mr. Sharp. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so love to see it. You know what we're about to do next. We want you to put in code fever really quick. Save a little bit of money. 10%. 10%. You can even make some of that money back, as I've said before, because they have such good betting advice that you're going to save even more money. Before you know it, Campus to Canton will be making you money. And and Eric seems to be a fan. He's wearing a Campus to Canton shirt right now. So I- That's right. That's right. Yeah. And you know where I got it. The Fantasy Football Expo. The boys I got one. T- I got play. one there too. Hey, I'll take my swag. Dude, you want to give me swag? I'm gonna wear it. That's that's how it goes. You, next day, next year at the Expo, anybody sees me, you just give it, give the shirt. I'm gonna wear that. Stuff. Absolutely, and they're a damn the comfy shirt too. At that. Oh, excellent shirt. Seriously, high quality fiber here. Fits me like a glove. Love it. It's but well done, CPC Eric's boys. favorite undershirt. 
Is it any is it any better than the rookie fever stickers we were handing out though? I mean, no, no, no. I, I have the rookie rookie fever sticker. I picked one. Of course, you know that rookie course. fever stickers will be bigger next time, <laughs> and maybe even come off the the backing in, a little better. Yeah, they'll be easier to apply to the oh. next host. Than it was the back of the sticker. <laughs> Good. I, I'm, I'm pleased to hear that. I can't wait to you know, use that adhesive in a, uh, you know, the proper spot in my house. I'll, I'll yeah. get it up. Good point. So we're going to go over the top 12 rookies this just kind of through the first eight weeks this week. But before that, we got to dig into Eric a little bit and what he does, anything he wants to plug or he's working on. But we've got some questions for him, too. Oh, I want to know, and I know everybody out there wants to know. They're dying to know. These are the questions they actually gave us before the show started. But what's your favorite thing about college versus NFL football? Oh, one thing? <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. I, I, all right. First off, you, we, everybody who's, been li- who's listening to this, including the host, both of you, you've been watching the Monday and Thursday games, right? Have your eyes stopped <laughs> bleeding this season? It's been oh. pathetic. Thursday My in gosh. particular has been god awful. It's awful, awful football. You think that's good football? I can't <laughs> believe people on Thursday nights watch like a, a Broncos game or something. What are you doing? <laughs> we had uh, two weeks ago. We had we had a West Virginia game. Uh, I think it was West Virginia Baylor that was an absolute smoke show shootout. Up and down, exciting. You know, different styles of offenses. Phenomenal. You have the air raid, you get a little bit of a spread with Aranda, you know, at Baylor, but they're more defense oriented. They stopped the run, so the way you had to pass. But had... Anyways, it was a, an absolute roller coaster and, it, and kind of the, the perfect microcosm of like I'd flick over the NFL and be like, I'm watching paint dry here. You know, <laughs> this is just every the team is the same offenses. I'm just, it's the same game I feel like I'm watching all the time. You go when you watch college football, okay, you have Air Force. Against uh, you know Nevada, air raid versus option. Great. You have you you have teams that are like uh, the change every season. As soon as you bring in a new coaching staff, everything changes about that team. Georgia Southern was running the option for two, three, four decades. In comes Clay Helton this year, former USC head coach who was uncer- unceremoniously fired and replaced with Lincoln Riley. He comes in, turns it right into a spread air raid type option. And they're out there humming. They beat Nebraska in week two of a freaking Option to air raid changeover. That is unbelievable. One season changeover? Awesome. You don't know what you're getting. It's unpredictable. It's exciting. You see all different kinds of plays, and you see all different kinds of offenses. So I love seeing 45 to 42 games. I love seeing action, and you're getting action up and down the entire slate because it starts out here on the West Coast, 9 a.m., and it don't stop until Hawaii's done. Come on now. There's no, there's no homogenous. Oh, we have, oh, we have a few games here on the one o'clock. Oh, oh, it's the four o'clock. So you get three games in the four o'clock some weeks. Nope, nope. Bell to bell action. Oh, you don't like that game? There's seven others that are on you can flick to right now. <laughs> it's just wall to wall action. If you, if you think NFL Sundays are exciting, you go and you join a CFF league and you start watching college fantasy football. You start watching those college football games and it's going to wake you up real quick as to, how unbelievable the game of college fantasy football is and how you can get an edge by studying. And that's important. Study hard, get good grades in college fantasy football. I, I, I love, love it, it, Eric. Uh, feverish. I don't think we've 
ever got close to that good of an answer. It, it's an excellent answer. It oozes with passion and purity. For 22 like, years, guys. 22 <laughs> years. Yeah, like, Do it by hand, guys. Come on. With with it, Within that rant, I just dropped out of all of my dynasty leagues. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm done. They're like, what's going on? I'm like, I can't talk about it right now. I'm recording a show. I, but... I need C2C. I got to be able to play. I want to play on Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, I get it, man. Especially when you bring up like the Monday and those Thursday night games. Yeah, Thursdays are rough. It, Thursdays it are has rough. been pretty bad this year. I completely agree. Man, well, <laughs> we'll just end the show there. So tell them who you are. And <laughs> no, but honestly, I, I love that answer. Thanks, that was, that was the Frickon. best answer. I guess I'll tell you, Eric first on uh, NBC Sports. Uh, we're Edge, <laughs> whatever you want to call us. Uh, but yeah, I write, uh, I write about obviously college football and NFL draft type stuff. I've been doing a column every week, uh, a dynasty Debbie inspired column, which is what we're talking about here today, where, uh, I've been doing a lot of filming games. I, I, I've really started getting into that a lot this year. It's been really exciting. I love it where I've been putting together those quick cuts like Brandon Lejeune does, who's incredible mm-hmm. of the Debbie deep dive. He, he's Frankly, the the gold standard. I think Brandon does no wrong when it comes to his videos. They're beautiful. But Man, I'm putting together. I know you know, Brandon is usually a listener, and I hope he is this week because oh, I, I, Brandon I love Brandon knows how too. I That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I tell him, I'm like Brandon, these are amazing. So he is awesome. But I've been I've been uh, you know cutting them up too. Look, you can have more than one person putting out those game cuts, and uh, I've been trying to do that the best I can, and then uh, adding them to my column where I try to you know give a good fleecing of the stock up stock down I also have a you know a couple freshmen every week you want to know who they are as they're coming up so I try to gear it towards the Debbie dynasty audience and uh, put together like full game clips full game cuts you know play 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 just one after another uh, Twitter has a limit of like two two minutes and 10 seconds so I just go like right mm-hmm. as close as I can I get every relevant play I can and I've been putting those out put in the comments just been it's been wonderful. It's been great. I really enjoy it. And um, if anybody's out there looking to make money and they are in a state that allows you to do college fantasy props, college football prop, player props gambling. Listen to me. God, player props for college football. If you're in a state that allows that to do it, I I do two columns a week at, at least. You know, I'm putting out videos, putting out my plays all the time. Every single time I put out a column, a tweet or a video, the lines move every single time so just be aware you know if you're you put me on the notices if you can get if you're into betting college football player props 72.6 percent this year 71 percent last year 69 percent the year before i'm getting better somehow i don't know how that's happening but um i'm right around that 70 I'm, i'm comfortable with that and uh i've been you know it's been another great year and i love it so anybody interested in those sort of things so that's how you're able to it. afford that beautiful studio behind you. Okay, now I get it. Beautiful studio. <laughs> those softball jerseys. <laughs> the softball jerseys, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I, I have to buy those. So jerseys. maybe let's let's help them get a little bit ahead of the curve then. Who's somebody that you're trying to add now, like a Debbie player, you're trying to add now before he's a household name? Maybe somebody we can have them go trade for, somebody they can start looking for to get on their teams. Sure. Uh, a guy I like that I liked coming into the season, but still needed to see more because he hadn't put together a full year. He only had 83 carries last year. But TCU running back Kendra Miller. 
Uh, what's really impressive about Miller is coming in the season, uh, you know, doing my research, going through it, watching tape, looking at all the data. Man, Kendra Miller, though he only had 83 carries last year, had 623 yards, seven and a half yards a carry. Not to mention that, but one of my favorite performance metrics when it comes to running backs is yards after contact. I mean, that that translates directly to the NFL because you're going to get hit and you're going to have to make people miss. If you can't make people miss, then you're not going to last long. He led the nation last year on a per carry basis um, with 5.1 yards after contact. Number one in the country, all college on a per play basis. But as stated, he only had four games where he had double digit carries last year. He's a little dinged up. And because the previous regime, you know, Gary Patterson had been at TCU for a couple of decades, maybe three, you know, I forget how long exactly, but he employed a rotational backfield. You know, it wasn't as much Miller's fault for not getting the market share, um, you know, the dominator that, that we all look for, you know, in that project, that projection to the next level, but he's doing it on a per carry basis. So up in comes this year. And you have Sonny Dykes takes over for Gary Patterson. And Sonny Dykes is an air raid disciple. You know, he's a Cal. Turned around Cal. I mean, they're out there. Davis Webb was throwing for 4,000 yards a season. You're not going to see that anytime soon over Cal. Let me, let me assure you that. Um, and then went over to SMU and then obviously to uh, TCU. So he doesn't employ as much of a rotational backfield. He's, he's riding the hot hand. He's riding his best guy. And... Kenry Miller, though there's a couple of pretty good guys out there, he has been lights out this season. Five of the last six games, he's gone over 100 yards. Um, again, in terms of elusiveness rating, you go over and you look at uh, you know PFF, 131 elusiveness rating, which is absolutely elite, top 20 in the country on a per carry basis. Uh, everything you want to see, he's doing it again. He's, he's 44 missed tackles forced in 132 attempts. It's pretty good. It's in that 30% range. Great. He's doing what needs to be done, and he's doing it impressively. And even more so, you're seeing a nice burst through the line. Uh, his vision's been great, and at six foot two twenty, ooh, I like he's that. moving well. So oh. that's a big thing for me. Is I like backs who are I don't want any. It's hard for me to get into somebody who's not two ten, you know, because you know what the what the grind is like at the next level. It's no joke. Like you have to be at least two ten as a benchmark for me to be like. This guy has the potential to be an upper tier running back, but I prefer 215 and above. He's right at that six foot 220, perfect in the BMI, uh, you know, proportions. And he's rocked up and he's got speed. He's got burst. It's not just a plodding big guy. So we've seen him hit the home runs. Uh, you know, we, we've seen him have big plays and I'm just really impressed by him. He's a guy that really wasn't very well respected coming into the season. I think for the 2023 class, you're looking at it as a top 10 back as we'll probably end up grading out. And as we've seen, you know, some of those guys in recent years, like a Khalil Herbert, he was right around that 7 to 10 RB range uh, from his class. And, and, you know, you saw in limited time when he got to be great. And, um, you know, I, I just think that Kendra Miller has the ability to be a guy that can be a weekly starter if given the opportunity in the NFL. And that's what I was going to say. Sometimes they just need the opportunity. Fanero, maybe this is somebody you can go add to our the college side of our C2C league. Unfortunately, there's the no show. there's no weekly ads. We had our final ads last oh, week. So Mizzy on somebody else's team. Did you pick anybody up for now? Who did <sighs> Who would I pick up on this last round? I have, yeah, to, look it up. I have to look it up for oh, you. Okay. Yeah, I would love for you to rate that. But Kendry Miller. So like, if you had to give me like a way too early prediction on where he would go in rookie draft, is he like a second round rookie draft pick? 
Are we, okay, so we talk dynasty. So we go 2023 yeah. dynasty. Yeah. yeah. I think I can't see him going. And, and you know how it goes 12 team leagues. That's 24. That's yep. the top 24 skill yep. position players. I think he's in that range. You saw guys like, you know, uh, Brian Robinson go in that range yep. you know, this year. Like that kind of guy. And that's kind of, you know, not a, not a perfect comp because I think he dances a little more, you know, Robinson. He's got good feet, but and he doesn't have quite, you know, Miller's speed. But man, like those guys hit. You know, like that's a good place to be swimming. You're going to have the Brees Hall and, and Kenny Walkers. They're going to be off the board early. But you can get good value at running back um, if you target the right traits, I feel like. Yeah, I don't what mind a, that at all. What about a guy, um, Swags, if you don't mind me taking the second question, what about a college player you're not as high on as most people are? Somebody you're a little less likely on. I've been waiting for this one. You know that. Fanaro. <laughs> I'm going with Will Levis. Okay, ah. I just can't do it. I can't get. I can't do it. I don't know what you want from me. My <laughs> eyes tell me one thing, you know, and then I go and I'm looking at these mock drafts. I don't get it. I don't get it at all because you go and you watch this kid, and yeah, look, he's got that frame. He's got the six three two thirty uh, six three two thirty two is what I think he's built at. I mean, he's got that frame, and yeah, is his arm good? Yeah, he's got a good arm, but the decision making is baffling. And the mistakes he makes in crucial situations. You saw the game against Tennessee. Uh, well, I'm not saying you did, but against Tennessee, they're they're only down three points at the end of the third quarter. They're playing with them. Kentucky is, and Tennessee is right now the number one ranked team in the country. They're playing with them. Will Levis, my God, the decision he makes, and it's it's in my column. I, I've already written it up. I just got to release it here today. Um, he, he drops back and does the classic when you see when you see a quarterback fading backwards, you know, and, and not set and not fully ready to go deliver that strike, and he's trying to hit a 15 yard out on a dime. It doesn't go well, okay? And it didn't go well. And Tennessee picked it off and took it back for a touchdown that literally broke Kentucky's back. And it's that sort of play. It isn't just that that's on out, which is bad mechanics, bad form. But he makes bad decisions. He'll leave balls hanging over the middle, and it's just I, I get scared when I see it come. Like, oh no, no! Like it's a visceral reaction I see to some of the decisions he makes. So um, I just don't feel like cerebrally, like he's not he's not processing at the kind of level he needs to to be able to make that jump. In my opinion, yeah, he's got good tools, but if we see him a quarterback, you got to have more than an arm. You got to have a brain. And I'm not saying he does <laughs> it. I'm just saying like conceptually, I don't see him being. Uh, the kind of guy that you're like, oh, this guy's got a clear command of everything. He's dialed in. He, he's working them down. Like, he's just, he's not a maestro. He's not a conductor like you see out there. The guys are just, everything's in control, you know? And, and a good example is, dude, against Tennessee, he threw for 98 yards against Tennessee. Their pass D is not good at all. They're like in the 60s out of 131 teams. You know, passing wise, so you have to factor in. Sure, sometimes guys have bad games against good teams, but yeah, legitimately, I'm, I'm right on the money. Number seventy in terms of team performance, that's where Tennessee is. Every quarterback that had played them in the past five games cleared the 200 yard mark. He threw I for 98, somebody, and some of those quarterbacks were were nobody. Right? Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like it's okay. Well, you, let's let's play play the hits. I'll do it real quick and then we'll go. Yeah, we had we had UT Martin. We had like FCS team. Yeah, they threw for 200. Alabama, obviously. LSU. You know, Jaden Daniels, not known for his arm. He did it. Uh, Florida. Anthony Richardson. All right, maybe a bad example there. That being said, <laughs> Will Levis. 
Yeah, he, he seems like a good one for this week, though, because it does seem like he's that guy that there are a few people that still are out there pounding the rock on. Well, I can't wait. He's but... got Georgia this week. Have fun, Will. You went out there and couldn't <laughs> handle Tennessee. You couldn't throw for 100 yards versus Tennessee. I know you're going against Georgia. Okay. Oh, that's, right. a, that's the title of the show right there, Swag. Have, good, have luck, fun, Will. Will. good luck, Will. Good luck, Will. Fair enough. There it is. What about this class that we're in now then? The 2022 rookie class that wasn't supposed to be any fun to watch. Who have you enjoyed watching at the NFL level from the 22 class? Well, it's probably not going to be sexy. You know, I, I know you guys, we, we're going to go through some of the top fancy rookies the first few weeks. And, uh, you know, the things I enjoy are the guys that I've been, that I really, really liked in the evaluation process. And what's what's funny is I got a couple tight ends I've been enjoying. You know, I know I'm a nerd, but, you know, I, I, tight ends are people too. So Greg Dulcich, first of all, for yeah. Denver. I know you guys have seen mm-hmm. him. Yeah. I loved him at UCLA. Uh, I was at the Combine and got to interview him, and frankly – I was surprised how few people knew how awesome Greg Dulcich is. It was pretty much just me standing in front of a po It's me and Greg Dulcich just having a conversation in front. No one else is asking questions. I'm like, let's go, Greg Dulcich. First off, <laughs> Greg Dulcich's mustache needs to be discussed. <laughs> this is a man, okay? The, the hair is borderline sideshow Bob awesome, flowing, right? But then you got like a little wispy pencil-thin mustache, and it just brings the whole look together because he, he looks yeah. like James Franco. I mean, he's got matinee idol looks. He's, he, I mean, the, but then he's got the sideshow bob hair, and he's got an amazing mustache. So, like everything about him is just what is going on with Greg Dulcich. That being said, he was amazing at UCLA. Came into UCLA as a, as a walk on wide receiver. Okay, just did, they didn't. He was a nobody. He was a no. He was a two star guy. Nobody cared about him. But. He's a wide receiver, and he was really good, but he was a big guy. And one of the UCLA coaches saw him was like, I'm going to get – I know what I'm going to do with you, Dulcich. Here, come on in. Get bigger for two years. Go and get bigger, and then we're going to bring you out. He was absolutely electric last season for UCLA. He was ab- definitely their best player, obviously. But when I talked to him at the Combine, what he said is, I was like, what's your favorite route? And he loves lining up tight in line and having the Y option. So that he can see how this guy's playing him, and he, he dude, he's smart. You can t- the way he went through it, like the, the kids, the kid gets it. He's like, then I know, you know, if he if he turns this way, I'm going to go that way. If I go, if he does, you know, if he drops, then I'm going to sit. You know, it's like, and he went through the whole progression of it. And I was like, not only is this kid athletic, he's a he's a converted wide receiver who has all those kind of ball skills. Um, not huge, obviously, not a, not a prototype in terms of the body type because he's not as long, but like the athleticism's there. So I love Dolchich. I, I no doubt that I think he was going to do this. I think he was my TE3. Um, but my TE1 was Kate Otten from Washington and now Tampa Bay, who has become Tom Brady's best friend, as he should be, because Cameron Brady's out. And Kate Otten, you, guys, you haven't heard the last of him. You've just heard the beginning. 6'5", 255. Again, another guy I sat there. Nobody was talking to. Had like a 20, like good solid, good solid 10 minutes with, uh, with Kate Otten. Again, very smart. Very smart, like engineer type smart, like legit, but 6'5", 250, didn't get to work out because he had, he uh, did like an ankle issue. He's walking around in a boot. So he couldn't go, he couldn't do the workout, he couldn't run around, it kind of hurt him a little bit. When you watch his tape, 
you know, of his his second last season and then last year before he got injured. You watch his spring game stuff. I watch all the stuff. The kid is smooth as silk. He's very technically sound. He has that length and the body to shield defenders. And he's he's a hands catcher. Like he, he there's no body catching without. He's at the right place. He's running the correct, precise routes. He was on a Washington team that was a complete dumpster fire coached by offensive coordinator John Donovan, who, thank God, he isn't there anymore, so we can actually have some entertaining football at night on Saturdays. And he still managed to be absolutely incredible. So I am a big Kate Otten guy. He was my number one tight end last year. I am. I love him. So those two guys, in terms of tight ends, I think they're amazing. I do also think... Um, you know, Jelani Woods, who's been injured, I think he'll be good next year. I, I think he's got some time because I'll tell you, out of every human being I saw at the scouting combine, the number one freakiest, Jelani Woods. He looks like Robocop crap. With the, you put Robocop and the Predator together, that's Jelani Woods. I almost <laughs> thought he said it. I swear to God, you were saying it's, 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 he looks like Robocop took a crap. Oh, like, geez, no. oh. <laughs> like what? Oh. I don't, I don't understand how that's a positive thing. The, the worst part about that analogy was there's really people either trying to find out who the predator is or who RoboCop is. Oh, I hope not. That would be a sin. Are you kidding me? You don't you know who the predator is. More recent movies. There's been recent predators. Yeah, there has I got it. Re- yeah, I mean, predator <clears throat> even has a Funko Pop. So. <laughs> predator. Take that time you? to bleed, Fanaro. <laughs> nice, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Some tight ends, though. I love it. Put them in the yeah, tight end garden. Tight watch end. them grow. I, I, I've been waiting to talk about my tight end guys, and you know what? We'll be talking about another one. I also loved. It's fun. Uh, it's funny you mentioned them, Eric, because like just a, I think it was like two weeks ago, we we kind of highlighted the tight ends and how many of them there are in this class. If you remember, after the draft, after the NFL draft, there was uh, one name that that people cared about, and that was it. Because Isaiah it like likely, Pride, right? Yeah, Trayvon oh, Pride, that's it. That's it. Nobody like, cared about any other tight end. All the other tight ends were small. worthless. Yeah. And, he, and like he ran a four five. Great. But like he's, yep. he's not big, you know? And, yeah. and you gotta be special to do that. No offense to Trey, but like he was at Colorado <laughs> State last year. Yeah, you know, he's special. playing against absolute layups every week. That's why, you know, Zach Ertz is out there and he's still playing. And unless things have changed overnight, and I don't think they have, you know, we, we've usually have had to wait a good three years to see any sort of glimpse of what a tight end can do. And we're seeing that out of multiple names, Dolchitz, Otten, Likely, Bellinger, even a little Jelani Woods with a two touchdown game. Like it's kind of, it's kind of a special treat in 2022, Swags. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where you want me to go with that. I mean, it's still, <laughs> it's still fluky as hell. You know what I mean? Like, there's still like <sighs> we've been doing this they're, a long time, and I don't remember talking about tight, tight ends, ends like this. Oh and yeah, well that's now you asked me. You just said there've been a lot of tight ends, and da da da. da then you said swags. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's not used to me switching it over to him with no context. <laughs> Do I give you it with no context? No, 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 no. I meant that I uh, I can absolutely um, do that to you. So, yeah, sorry about that, dude. So, I mean, yeah, I, I still feel I mean, I don't know what to say. You know, it's it, they they still kind of don't matter. I mean, even Detroit's starting to tell us that by just shipping off Hawkinson right before he gets to like his his breakout age. And I don't know. So it's weird. Tight ends in the NFL are handled sort of like we handle wide receivers in Dynasty. Like right before they break out, we trade them away. 
And I, I feel like a lot of NFL, I mean, look at Gerald Everett, for example, this year and like certain tight ends get traded that 27 to 29. Look at Evan Ingram the last four or five weeks with the Jags. Like, I don't know. It's just, I think it's really weird how they're just this weird commodity to the NFL. So I feel like tight ends don't matter unless you're like Travis Kelsey and most weeks, Mark Andrews. Cool. Yeah, I hear that. I hear, it's funny you say that. I hear that a lot this year in particular. Like I've heard it for several years, but this year in particular, and I think it's because those two are so top heavy. Like I, I hear you. Like I absolutely get it. But just last year, everyone thought Kelsey was done. Like, I mean, just last year, I, I couldn't believe how often I was hearing that just because, you know, Kansas City had a slightly down year. Mahomes had a slightly down year. And and now it's like the the narrative is like there's only two tight ends and none of the other ones counting. I'm like riding like throughout the 14 leagues I have. I'm riding like the, some of the names you mentioned. Everett uh, Conklin's been very serviceable. Conklin, Everett. Right, I mean, yeah. maybe you don't love what you have because they're not right, those two. Yeah. But I feel like there's more tight ends than ever. I mean, Dolch is just starting on one of my teams right now, and I'm pretty happy about it. Um, maybe it's maybe to your point, Swags, is me settling for a much lower tier, but so are the other 10 teams that don't have those two tight ends. But, you know I mean? But still. I mean, how many weeks did Conklin give you nothing until he gave you this yeah. last big game this week? You know, like, and because I had Conklin too. I was pretty big into trying to acquire him as a mainstay on my teams going into the season. And it worked for a couple weeks until it didn't. And then it started working again. And that's the thing with tight ends. It's just really fluky. I just assumed, like you said, you've been able to use Dolchitz, Ingram. Like I just assumed stream it and get a couple cheap yep. ones. Um, I don't know. I think that like, it almost goes back to that old school mentality that we use in like 10 team redraft rather than like worrying about having Antonio Gates, you just like stream the position. So if you can get like two to three, like you said, serviceable tight ends, I would just as soon do that than, which I mean, you can with the rookies that we've mentioned here on the show to the point, but I just as soon chase after those guys at this point than worry about paying up for Mark Andrews, I guess. Okay. Who will also have a bad week. Occasionally, sure. He, I mean, he had a couple in a row though, right? I, 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 even Kelsey I mean, has bad weeks. I mean, you can go to other positions and do the same thing. I mean, how many boom weeks does AJ Brown have? I he think, had I one think. week one and one week yeah. eight. Don't get me started on AJ Brown. Yeah. So I mean, it's the same thing, right? So there's fifty percent of his like not just maybe tight even ends. a little bit more. Fifty percent of his fantasy production came from week one and two, and sixty of that was from or week eight. So. I listen. I listen to your silky voice in other shows. I've heard that before. And, and, and but you know how I feel about wide receivers too. But yeah, this is turning. In, this is a whole other show now. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, you can go back and look at all the tight ends, and like, I'm I'm pissed if somebody like Travis Kelsey loses me a week because of what I have invested in him. Mm-hmm. It's different than when they're. I don't know. Yeah, but. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is definitely not one of the top 12 rookies through the first eight weeks of the NFL season. Yeah, he can do just about anything, but he can't do that. He's not. Yeah, that's literally (laughs) that's literally impossible for him to be a rookie right now. But Jahan Dotson is he barely squeezed in. He's wide receiver 61. 
he he's only played four games. He's the one player on this list. Like he has the biggest difference if we use the average weekly points, mm-hmm. which I think would be like fourteen. It would change him to wide receiver twenty six, I believe, instead of wide receiver wide receiver sixty one. I'm wondering how you guys feel about Dotson when he returns healthy. Do we have Heineke at quarterback? <laughs> Holy cow! What a mess in Washington. And then there's Sam Howell. Geez, we could talk about tight ends in Washington the West rest of the show, probably. Talk about John Bates <laughs> oh, next. Sam Howell. Oh. <laughs> John Bates, go. Right, the master. <laughs> I still I love Dotson. I, I think it's I think uh we have a lot of recency bias in, in fantasy football and because we haven't seen him. Um, you know, I'm a little surprised we find him here on the top twelve, to be honest. I think it's because in four games he also scored four touchdowns. I think that's a big reason. If you look at his yards, not impressive at all. Um, 162 total yards so far in just the four games he played. Uh, really hoping that that the Commanders try again at quarterback. I don't think they have a choice. I don't think it's going to be Heineke next year. Uh, they obviously went out to get Wentz because they didn't think Heineke was the guy. So dynasty wise, uh, I like what I saw. Dotson, he was the he was the go to guy in the red zone that scores fantasy points. I think he has some of the best hands in this class. So I'm still really excited about Jahan Dotson for the teams that I that I'm still winning without him, meaning like he's not playing for me, but he's he's on my bench. I'm excited to 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 get him back soon this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I have him in one of my dynasty leagues. Uh, Dotson, I, I want to say I took him with the. 2-1 pick, so the 13th pick overall. And, um, yeah, when it, when it comes to him, you know, not huge, you know, 5'11 or so, but, you know, he ran well uh, at the Combine. And what you'd see from him is the ability to win on the outside in one-on-one cover. Like, he can win despite being 5'11", 6 feet tall. He's got, he's got just a great ball-tracking ability is kind of how I'd go with that. And you see how valuable he is in, you know, the red zone. Of course, where he's got four touchdown receptions. He's not hitting deep shots, but he's a technician. He's just a well-rounded wide receiver. Um, you don't have to be 6'3", 6'4", nowadays. You've seen plenty of guys who are 5'11", 6 feet tall who are able to get separation and, and you know create problems for defenses. So, yeah, I like Jahan Dotson. Absolutely. I had him, I believe, as my wide receiver six. Yeah, he was wide receiver six. Pickens was wide receiver seven for me. Frankly, he's probably probably wide receiver five now. I would, or, yeah, yeah, Pickens probably. probably Pickens there, but you know he's he's right where he should be. I'd probably take him over Traylon Burks at this play at this point. Maybe I mean I just I don't like when I hear about motivation and um, mm. you know issues and stuff with players where it's like, dude, you're not motivated. This eight keep, figures, keep nine going, figures then. out there for you. So yeah. you went, you took him over Burks, then you went Dotson, and then who would be next? Burks, Dotson, oh, uh, Pickens would be in there. Pickens, Pickens Dotson, and uh, and uh, and yeah, Burks. I still have to respect, him, even though he's been hurt. And then you where know? are you going with like Garrett Wilson, London? I, I think and right now, and Jameson Williams. Yep, um, my favorite coming into the season was Jameson Williams. I think he's in terms of the best in terms of coming out of college. His prospects for long term success, I loved him. Loved him. Did it all. Um, Accelerate is able to pull away from defenders with the ball in his hands and make plays and, and show that speed. But he's got the same speed without the ball in his hands when he's running down the field. It's like you don't see a lot of guys who can do that at the same level who 
with the ball in his hands and with the ball without his hands when he's doing a str- when he's running down the sidelines, he's getting separation at everything he does. So uh, I'm I'm just I'm all about Jameson Williams. That being said, uh, if I had to pick a wide receiver that I've enjoyed watching the most this year, because you said you know uh, players, it would be probably Garrett Wilson. I, I've really enjoyed watching him. He's so crafty, you know. And um, I, as a Patriots fan, I watched him for the Jets uh, on Sunday. I watched that whole game. And I loved him. I was watching him. I was like, oh, man, this kid's going to be great. I think I think Wilson's got it. And uh, if I had to uh, take another one, it would be Olave. I think it would be both of those guys I've been super impressed with. Ohio State just pumps out NFL-ready stud wideouts. And they got three more coming yeah, in the next yeah. two years. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have heard about Marvin Harrison. But yeah. bro, <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. It's a ride. He's the best wide receiver in all of college football. He's two years out. He won't be in this draft. He'll be at the next draft. But he's 6'3", 205. And he was number two on Bruce Feldman's freak list of the most gifted athletic players who just put up ridiculous numbers in the weight room and on the track. So I'd have to go with him. Nice. I've got another tight end for you guys. <laughs> yes, you do. Oh. Number 11 here, Daniel Bellinger, tight end 21 through only six games. Targeted 18 times, and he's only missed two of them with 16 receptions for 152 yards, three touchdowns on the CV, on the season with one for a, one one carry and two through there, excuse me, for 57.65 points. Daniel Bellinger. Bringing the Bellinger, right? So <laughs> Daniel Bellinger, as you guys know, I'm in San Diego. Daniel Bellinger went to San Diego State. So um, – Obviously, I, I got to see a little bit of him. But what I really – a nice little story about Bellinger is when I was doing uh, my, you know, my research on him and stuff, you go and – you just go – the first thing you do is you, just, you go to YouTube and just try to see, is there anything out there on these guys that, you know, a little cut, maybe like a, a nice little game clip. For Daniel Bellinger – there was some clips of Daniel Bellinger. There were isolated clip, 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 clip of like, you know, one catch at a time. His dad, Frank, Frank Bellinger – put every single one of his receptions on YouTube. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm like, this guy is the mi- – no one else does that. Wow. There's no, other, there's no other player I've ever researched and put into YouTube, and his dad has every one of his his catches on it. So props to Frank Bellinger, one. <laughs> Two, I had him as my, my TE4. I love Bellinger coming out. Uh, his athleticism – I mean, you see it now and how it translated, but – he was like a 95th percentile uh, RAS score, which is relative athletic score. He was in the 95th percentile in terms of athleticism in how the uh, players with these traits translated to success in the NFL. And he's like a prototype. He's awesome. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of Bellinger. He didn't get as many passes as obviously you'd like to see him get. At San Diego State, one, didn't have a quarterback. And two, ran the ball all the time behind Brady Ho because he's a defensive coach. So... I love getting to see him show out here. I love that he's doing great with the Giants. He has all the tools in the shed. And, I mean, in terms of athleticism, like I said, there's a reason why he's successful. It's because he is a prototype. And this is what yep. you try to search for when you're looking for tight ends. is just consistent guys, good hands, and have the athletic traits. So, big ups for Mr. Bellin. You'd probably even see him a little bit higher up on this list, but he's a little banged up right now, too. Yeah, big time. He actually... Uh going to get uh, surgery on his fractured eye socket and septum um, oh. 
we're uh, we're probably going to miss them. They, they did not say it's going to be season ending, but I feel like it's going to be significant time for sure. It does sound a little bit more than little banged up. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's kind of a big deal. It's a shame. I think the G Men. Um, uh, they have a li- they had a little magic going on over there, and he was a part of it. I really do I do believe that as a Giants fan. So it's it's kind of it's kind of sad to see this guy's season cut this short. But I think it's good news that they do believe he's going to be back this season. Um, but yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, Alec Pierce had his big showing a couple weeks ago. He's still at wide receiver yeah. fifty one through the season. Thirty eight targets, brought in twenty four of them for three hundred and seventy three yards and only one touchdown for sixty six point three. Rookie Fever Fantasy Points. Dude, as soon as I jumped on the Alec Pierce train, <laughs> they let my, Matt Ryan off at the next stop. <laughs> and then <laughs> and, and I was just left here with Ellinger and, and just messing this. I mean, I'm not going to blame it all on Ellinger, but it's 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 not – it's been a rough two weeks to your point swags. Yeah, he really came out um, in week four and week five, and these past couple weeks have been a little rough. Well, hey, you know, you got to understand when you have the QB of the future, Sam Ellinger <laughs> out there holding a clipboard, you can't have Matt Ryan out there. You know, you can only put him up for so many games. We got to make sure Sam Ellinger gets the valuable reps he needs <laughs> to continue to progress to be a top level NFL signal caller. So uh, I, I don't begrudge the Indianapolis coaching staff for that decision. Uh, I will say that I was in league with Indianapolis in. Uh, in one of my dynasty leagues, I have Matt Ryan. I, well, not one of my. I took over a dynasty league. One of my buddies, one of my friends from here in San Diego, they needed somebody to take over an orphan. So I took over an orphan and had Matt Ryan on it. I traded him. I had a standing offer for a 2024 second round pick. Dynasty second round pick, not Debbie. Dynasty second round pick. And I was like, eh, you know, I could use a backup QB. You know, it's a super fly. I want to make sure. One quarter into the season, I watched Matt Ryan. And I traded, I literally hit the button after one quarter of watching him in a Colts uniform, traded him for a 2024 second round pick. Oh, wow. And said, goodbye, Matt Ryan. Week one, one quarter. I saw it. I knew it. This guy is washed. Get him off my team right now before someone else realizes it. Thank God he's not on my team anymore. That being said, Alec Pierce, smart Alec Pierce, uh, Cincinnati boy, and was a devastating outside threat. Like just in terms of like what he could do down the sidelines. That was his. That was his bread and butter. Where I mean, he's fast. He ran in the four threes. He ran like a four three forty. Alec Pierce. It was like four, I want to say four three eight. Maybe is where I'm, I'm going. But like, dude, he moves. We saw a lot of receivers from this class this year who were running really, really well compared to historical standards when on their forty times and stuff like that. So Alec Pierce was definitely one of them. Sub four four. Um, very talented when it comes to you know high pointing. Uh, deadly downfield, and it kind of speaks to his game. Unfortunately, to be as potent as he is, you know, it'd be nice to somebody to get the ball to him with an arm that can get it downfield. But yeah, and, um, and that'll happen, been, though. I don't right? know what his route trees looked like in the NFL, but you guys could kind of help me with that a little bit. But I think he'll get a quarterback, though. And and but so we're looking at Alec Pierce and George Pickens sitting right here on our notes, back to back. One has played one less game than the other one, and that's Alec Pierce. And George Pickens is a dynasty darling right now. We all know that. And I want some George Pickens. This is by no means shade. I'll actually take Pickens a little bit over Alec Pierce. But look at the discount above 
and this Alec Pierce. And first of all, before before we talk about this discount on Alec Pierce, like 373 yards for through the season at this point for Alec Pierce and Pickens, 338 yards. If you double that, you, you're getting close to that 700 yard range, which is really like what we should expect from some of our rookie wide receivers, no matter how good of a prospect they are, we want to be a little bit patient. And I think that that shows that they'll probably have a decent NFL career, but then let's get back to this discount discount on Alec Pierce, because no matter how much you like these guys, nobody's talking about Pierce and George Pickens the same, but you have Pierce playing one less game and he's wide receiver 51 to wide receiver 49 with Pickens. Alec Pierce has caught less balls but he has more yards. They both have one touchdown. They're only two fantasy points apart in separation. And I know, and I don't think you guys will argue this, Alec Pierce is much more obtainable than George Pickens to me if I want to add a wide receiver to my fantasy oh, football so. team. Oh. And, and so Alec Pierce is really like, giving you comparable numbers to the stud in Pickens that you keep talking about on Twitter. This I'm talking to our, all of our listeners, not you two here tonight, but Alec Pierce is putting up some decent numbers, maybe under the radar feverish. Maybe you nailed it when you said it a couple weeks ago. Honestly, like I, I don't think this is bad at all. It's just not like he's not winning it for you today. But in a dynasty context, look, we're looking for the long game. You know, it's, it's, Obviously unfortunate that he doesn't have the kind of QB right now, but look what he's flashing. And again, you know, we, we go back to athleticism and how this matters. And you got a guy who played in Cincinnati, you know, was just a regular three-star prospect. He wasn't anybody special out of high school, and he's a self-made man. And it seems like whatever the strength and conditioning coaches are doing in Cincinnati, one, they're finding their guys and they're developing them like very few teams in the entire country right now. And two – like Al Pierce had, we'll go back to his athleticism, 9.83 RAS, which a 10 is a perfect prospect that is, like, put it this way, a 10 is Calvin Johnson. He's the number one player in the history of the RAS score, like, in all performance metrics. He's the greatest. One, number two at the time when he ran it was Jordan Davis when he ran that 4.7840 at 350 pounds. So um, that sort of stuff really translates so that's to put it in perspective what a 9.83 RAS is it's just like he's got all the tools again all the athleticism all the all the polish everything you want and he came through Cincinnati as a three-star and worked his ass off to get there he's not a pre-madonna this kid is out there doing it it's the kind of guy you want to have around so um, no problem with Alec Pierce if you can get him and look all all valid points about George Pickens like good luck <laughs> What, what is the return for George Pickens? What is the return for an Alex, Alex Pierce? And yeah. for now, get that right on the head. Yeah, Swag, that's a really good point, man. I, I, I don't want to – I try not to look at like half of a rookie season and, and say this is the player. But at the same point, to your point, we were excited about Alex Pierce just two weeks ago. And a lot has changed with the team. And it, it just presents a huge buying opportunity. Like, we don't have to not be excited about Alec Pierce just because of two bad weeks and a quarterback change. Instead, it should probably be the opposite. This is a great buying opportunity where it's really tough to buy George Pickens, especially with Claypool moving on. I mean, his value just went on. One thing that the Colts have proven to us is that they're very comfortable changing the quarterback. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of makes them comfortable to do so. Yes, I agree with you. Nick Foles next week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, that that's not even that's not even a joke. Nick Foles will probably start this season as well. 
Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so we kind of went over Pickens a little bit. I'm going to yep. save us some time and skip to number eight. And that is Romeo Dobbs in wide receiver 41. Finally, and he, he back into grace with Rodgers again this week. True, very true. And you look at Christian Watson. I mean, they both came in. Dubs and Watson, you know, same class. Both of them are rookies. And you've seen Christian Watson have problems that he had in North Dakota State, which was his problems hanging on the ball. You know, the kid's 6'4", he's 210 or so. And, you know, again, another guy I talked to when I interviewed. And, like, physically, he's, in, he's a big kid. And he ran well. But, you know, what you saw at North Dakota State is just not the smoothness when it comes to his hands. I think um, I think he, catching the ball is completely overrated. Fair enough. <laughs> and, <laughs> Who needs that? When yeah, I think, if, needs, I think if, if you can just run really fast, I mean, isn't that all we need? I mean, we don't, yeah, we don't need to catch the ball. I mean, I'll run line. the ball and blame the quarterback. All this talk about receptions and catches and catchable balls, I mean, who cares? Okay, it doesn't matter. But yeah, with with um, with Christian, um, he he was he ran a very limited route tree. He came from the FCS, came from North Coast State, or one of them. And uh, just watching his stuff, it's very basic, very basic. Like this, he's getting <laughs> so free basic. releases most of the time. You know, he doesn't have to, to beat anybody, uh, beat any jams, and he's just run you know basic slants, and he's just crushing it. So you know it. it I had a I had a feeling he wasn't going to translate as well this year, you know. But I, I do feel like he he has physical traits. But I mean, he's got a lot to clean up. With Dubs, it's like the exact opposite. It's a guy who's been in college, you know, four or five years. Had a, had a tough injury in twenty twenty one, which should be twenty twenty, um, and then came back and played for a Nevada team that was lighting the world on fire um, in the G five level at the Mountain West level. Had Carson Strong, who obviously, you know, UDFA, but uh, he had a bad knee. Otherwise, he was he could have been drafted. Uh, you had um, uh, Cole Tucker, also. He was drafted. Uh, I don't think he, he was a tight end. I don't think he's really been doing much. And then you had Elijah Cooks, who transferred over to San Jose State. He's been excellent there. So, like, they had a full system, and they were ready to go, that team. But it was Dubs who was the engine of that offense. And you saw him making great, like, really high-level catches and plays, you know, on a pretty regular basis out there in college. And he's continued to do that. Like, he is a polished, ready-to-go receiver. Sure. I mean, is he a number one? You know, no. I don't. I sincerely don't believe you're going to see Romeo Dubs' number one wide receiver. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. But, man, he could be a really nice complimentary piece um, who's dependable. You know, nice. I like Romeo Dubs. Can I put him in the class that we're talking about here with, with Pickens, you know, or or Pierce? You know, I'd rather have Pickens or Pierce than him just for the simple traits, but he's been great. You can, that's not a knock on Dubs, you know? Yeah. You know Pickens, what, Swags? Pickens right now you can't even get a hold of after the Claypool trade either. Oh, definitely not. <clears throat> From now on, Christian Watson's just going to be basic. That's his name, new name for me. Just basic. You Good basic. Stuff. You Good basic. Stuff. Uh, it's fair. Firm but fair for now. I've never been. I've never been a Christian Watson guy. I don't think it'll ever happen. Even if even if he winds up showing out, I'll just say, "All right, whatever." He's an outlier. I know. I know. He's got. It's the 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 tool. He's got a frame, and in terms of what he can do athletically, it's there. But like you said, that ain't it. What rookie from the twenty twenty two class, a wide receiver, a running back, and or a tight end, has the most fumbles in the NFL this year? Good one. The most fumbles? Most rookies for a rookie, huh? 
For um, that's a great. I see. Swags used to surprise me with these rookie trivia questions. I I didn't get the sounder on this one. It's but super surprising. <laughs> it's, it's like sniper. Did this one surprise you? Okay, I'm gonna. Harry's right. It's like <sighs> Tyler Algier. It is not Tyler Algier. Oh. Number seven, Tyler Algier, running back 37, with 84 attempts, 324 yards, and one touchdown, five receptions, five targets, 71 yards, one touchdown, two touchdowns on the season. It is not Tyler Algier. <laughs> I thought that was like a genius segue or something on your part, so I went for it. Nope. Not <laughs> nope. I'll, I'll throw it. If we're talking random a little bit, let's. It's uh, so random, dude. So Isaiah random. Isaiah Pacheco. Great. I don't know. It's not Pacheco. He plays for the Denver Broncos. What the heck, oh? He plays for the Denver Broncos. This is it a rookie? It's a rookie. What did you say? Elsich. No, no, it's not. It's not. Montreal, Washington. No Whoa. way. What is he doing that on special teams? I don't know. He, yeah. not, How the hell is that guy on the, the field ball. enough to be dropping the ball that much? <laughs> Montreal, Washington. This is how we do it. Montreal. That is wow. awesome. Get dirty here on Rookie Fever. Wow. <laughs> that was so random. <laughs> well, I was hoping you'd say like Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs because you're talking about him. Yeah, that was so like Christian random. Watson has actually somehow oh, played less than Montreal Washington. <laughs> right. <laughs> what player has the most fumbles in the NFL? Uh, Montreal Washington. <laughs> Justin Fields with 11. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I thought that was worth mentioning. Goodness wow. sakes. That's a shit ton. It's a lot of fumbles. <laughs> he hasn't wow. been in 11 games yet. I got into a Justin Fields and Mac Jones argument. Where are you guys at? What's that? Mac, uh, Justin Fields or Mac Jones? Um, oh, I know, man. Justin ever? Fields for is ever? looking nice. Justin Fields is starting to figure it out. I'll go Justin Fields. Um, That's a tough one, man. I think I get people that are being so floor. hard on Mac Jones right yeah. now. I yeah. think people forgot how good Mac Jones was this year or last year. Last year, yeah, he was pretty um, good last year. He's been he's been banged up too. That's fair. He's got the ankle, and yep. I mean, he said he had numbness numbness in his foot. I think I the the rushing upside that Justin Fields has shown the last four weeks, yeah, it's has to made out. him a QB one. But I know we're also thinking about longevity here for my dynasty team sure exactly um and i kind of want that rookie that beat dak prescott's rookie record last year and with his accuracy and mac jones a little bit i I still am a believer i don't think that belichick is just going to go away from him that said man i think fields is going to be around for a minute too um the one i'm probably most concerned about right now is zach wilson oh yeah yeah, that's fair. But um, I think that I would be – I'm being so wishy-washy here. That's just not an easy decision. I, I think good. I'd go Mac Jones by a little bit. Fair enough. Hey, that, that, that's all good. And, and we'll see. It, now it's time for a title Algier. I'm sorry for getting off my tangent. <laughs> Tyler Algier it is. So what side were you on of that? I was on Fields. I would rather have Justin Fields if, you know, going forward than Mac, Mac Jones. I, I just think he's got more upside. I agree, maybe I'm, maybe I'm I agree with the guy. upside. I agree with the upside. Um, absolutely. And and what he's done, like, I'm not worried about Justin Fields. I'm not trying to sell him off his these last four weeks or anything. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, hey. So, 
So that's why it was so tough for me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with both of them. Cool. I think a lot of shade's been thrown towards Mac. It sounds like you agree. It's been a lot this year. Well, yeah, it's been a lot this year. You know, Bailey Zappi came in and won two games. So that really took a little wind out of the whole Mac Jones sales, but Mm -hmm. he, and he didn't look great against the Jets. I'll say that was more of a defensive win. Kind of put it in a Ramondre Stevenson win Mm -hmm. for the Pats. So, um, I'm just hoping he, he gets healthy and, you know, we, we get to see a better version of him health wise for the second half. Yeah. I'm moving to Drake London because we kind of talked about Tyler Algier enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And we didn't talk about him much, and that's still enough. Um, You talked about Tyler. That's fair enough. (laughs) But I do do like Drake London's wise. I just don't like the the, – where he is right now, the pass attempts. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons are 31st in the league at pass attempts, averaging 20. What is this number? They just got rid of Calvin Ridley, dude. So season, (laughs) season, isn't that what they say? The SZN season vacated targets. There you go. Season vacated targets. Yeah. I hope Eric knows I'm joking. Fenero knows the the theme (laughs) of the show has been like the last few weeks, people get really excited when like, Let's say hypothetically, if Kadarius Tony would have been traded, yeah. and he would have only had three targets this season, and then he's traded away, and people are like, "Wandale Robinson wheels up, Kadarius <laughs> is gone," and you're like, "Wait, he, but he's been gone, <laughs> he's been gone." Done anything, right? And uh, who was the other one, Fenero, where it happened recently? Oh yeah, it's hilarious. You sent me the tweet. It was like all these up arrows. Oh like, man, I'm but so I, I was totally joking because Calvin Ridley's been gone. So anyway, Drake London, I agree, Fenero. Like they need a quarterback, right? Oh God, yeah, yep. I know they like to run the ball over there, but if they had a quarterback, I think they would be a little bit more um, in the, uh, let's say, the middle of the group instead of way down here at the bottom of pass attempts. I mean, give me 30 pass attempts, for God's sake. 22.3. Oh, let me ask you this. I think this is a better part for Drake London conversation. But, Eric, how do you feel? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this isn't a better part. But how do you feel about Desmond Ritter? Uh, In terms of... Last year, again, another Cincinnati guy where uh, he's pretty good in terms of the looseness. Um, when you, when you ask him to run a little, a little bit, he can. He's very skinny. That's something that <laughs> I kind of look at. Him, oh, he's a little skinny for my like taste. And- <laughs> exactly. Taekwondo. I want a, like a little more BMI, a little, little more beef. Um, but what I, what I kind of have problems with is his, you'd see him. Make a nice, you know, good 15-yard, rip a 15-yard out and look, all right, that's pretty good. And then, you know, drop back, take a look, and go to do, you know, a little check down, and he spikes it on the ground. And, it's, like, the inconsistency with his ball placement is, is what kind of got me with him. Like, super athletic and everything. Don't get me wrong, but, like, the ball placement is just so, so inconsistent. Um, I'd like to see him be able to tighten that up, obviously, a bit and – I mean, at this point, Marcus Mariota, is he not the very definition of a placeholder? I mean, yeah, that's he is. It. So the quarterback of the team of the future is probably not on the team. Yeah, probably. You know, I, I mean, he, I think Ritter, when they think he's ready, obviously, I don't know how he's doing playbook wise or how he's adjusting. But I mean, I, I would think we'll probably see him for the last two or three games at least. Right. 
I think it's yeah. in their best interest to see what they have for sure. Why not? At least you a know? little bit. Yeah. They, they, they I have, get what they're doing now. You know, he was to... the first quarterback. Oh, second. Second quarterback drafted. Was he um, really? Wow. At yeah, least so, there. right? Uh, no, probably. it was. It went Pickett and then in the third. Geez, maybe it was Ritter. I think Pickett. it was Ritter. I know that Ritter went before Willis. Yeah, then it probably was Ritter that. then. How old is the fifth? Is it going to be Willis? No, no, it's Desmond Ritter. Um, yeah, I think he might be. Jesus, am I dumb? Did I forget something? So, but I'll anyway, Drake you. London, you have to think he's going to be getting another quarterback at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Probably sooner than George Pickens. Probably not yes. sooner than Alec Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Alec Pierce will have the newest one. We got, we got, uh, we got a quarterback change this year still coming. And then Garrett Will Garrett Wilson's probably stuck with Zach Wilson for at least a couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And you're right. Uh, Desmond Ritter was the second quarterback taken. You are correct, sir, Mister Mister Shane. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. Three ten, and then after that, Malik Willis, and then Matt Corral. Matt Corral. So then right. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, thirty two on the season with Ooh. Zach Wilson. Really, not too bad. Yeah, I mean, especially like we're talking about with Zach Wilson, there's concern. Look, hey, I've got concern about him. Again, uh, I guess I'll come back again. I watched him the entire game against the pass, and he was dreadful, dreadful. I mean, yeah, I know he clipped across the 300-yard mark, but he threw three interceptions, and there's some doozies. Yeah. And he just didn't look comfortable. He just didn't look like he's he settled in in that pocket very much at all. Um, and then, obviously, we're talking about Garrett Wilson with – I, you, I, I thought he looked incredible. Like they, they're really doing a good job of manufacturing touches for him too. Um, you know, he gets it in creative ways. He's obviously he's only got one rushing attempt, but like he'll line up in the backfield and he'll throw him like those quick little swing passes and move him around the formation. So I, I just love the way he was used. I, I think he's just supremely talented. I mean, I love them coming out of Ohio State. He's my he was my two after Jameson Williams, and you know, not surprised. He's Excellent. He will continue to be very, very good. And he will get better as the players around him or his quarterback gets better, hopefully. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's a mistake that uh, the the surge that Brees Hall put on um, depressed Wilson. And now that Brees Hall isn't there, that there's there's a chance that they're, you know, going away from that run happy uh, or run dense Brees Hall is the engine to this team. You know, I think I think we're gonna see we're gonna see Wilson maybe be a little more consistent the second half of the season for that reason. Mm-hmm. Sure, I think that's entirely possible. Number four, Chris Olave, wide receiver, sixteen. Another one of those Ohio State products you were talking about. Yeah, back to back here, yep. Man, Only s- yeah. Up. You know, and, and with Olave, I, like I said, I had him at I want to say four, and I had uh, Burks at five preseason. And with Olave, the thing that kind of gave me a little bit of pause is, you know, he's, his weight. He's not – he's light, you know. And um, Don, uh, uh, Devontae Smith also in that 175 to 180 range. You know, they're, they're both mm-hmm. kind of a little bit similar in that range. But Olave is just so fluid in his route running. I OSU, I would just love watching him because it's not um, – I feel like like Wilson is a little bit in terms of he's a technician and he's sharper in his cuts and he's like really savvy. Like he's he's working it pretty well. But with Olave, it's fluidity for me. Like his ability to, you know, weave is kind of how I I'd, I'd, I'd kind of put it where, he, you know, he's coming down and he's 
he goes and make, the double moves are, are phenomenal with him where he'll kind of just easily goes and, and veers to the right. And then as soon as he sees those hips flash open, boom, he's, he's hitting it to the other side. So, um, I, I just love that Olave is out there. And like you said, he missed a game, if I'm correct. He did. And seven games. You no, know, Michael five. Thomas, you know, Michael Thomas is gone. New Orleans needs somebody. Have to get somebody in there that can make a play on the outside. And, uh, and they went after Olave and they got him in a nice look right in the middle of the first. So they didn't have to trade, you know, they have to do too much. Fell right to him. They had enough first round picks and great job by New Orleans. I mean, we're going to see him as a saint, I would think, for a long time, but you never know. I hate uh, extrapolating numbers, Swags, but uh, he's on pace for 1,200. Wow. <laughs> in his rookie season. And he's wide receiver 16, like you said, like you said when you mentioned Olave, and he only has two touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, I some, there's something happening here, and it's, I think it's probably pretty special. You can sit there and say, well, it's his target volume, but you have it's to still catch targets. the ball. You still have to catch the ball. You're going up against one quarters, number one corners when you don't have Thomas well, out there, Landry out wow. there. And, and the things that are happening will continue to happen. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, like totally New Orleans agree. is going to lose games. Yep. They're going to be playing from behind. They're going to keep chucking it to Chris Olave. Mike got Thomas it. is going to keep. Missing games. if he wants to play or not. <laughs> yep. And then not. <laughs> you got yeah, it, man. I like Chris Olave a lot. Yeah. I wish, I wish I owned even a single share. I do not. Man, I'm short of shares on Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, to be completely honest. I have, I have a decent two, amount of so. Garrett Wilson, but just no Olave, and I hate it. Good luck getting him now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You think, you think Pickens is tough to get? Yeah, when you get this high on the list, we got three left, and these oh, yeah. three, these three, <laughs> they got some value. Number three, Kenneth Walker. He's currently, I guess, the RB one in Dynasty. I've heard on the streets of really everywhere. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I've been told. With eighty-five attempts, four hundred and sixty-one yards. Man, people that just this is so fickle. How quick <laughs> I know people flip <laughs> running backs around. He's currently running back twenty-three. Through seven games, he's running back twenty three, but he's wow. your running back one. Dynasty running back one. <laughs> well, I mean, and I love Kenneth Walker, but <laughs> listen to how stupid that sounds. He's running back twenty three, but he's it's your not, number it, one. It seems Before a little he premature. There, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're gonna anoint him this, and yeah, I hear you. Uh, don't right, get him started. Don't get him it's started. Close. I mean, what what a great. You know, pick uh, this year between Walker or Brees Hall. It's like, absolutely. Is there a wrong answer? You know, he took Bryce Hall. Cool. He's yeah. like, can you walk? All right, I get it. You know, and there's really, it's all about personal preference. And I, but I, I love Kenneth Hall Walker. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, no hate. I, I did have Hall as my one just because, I mean, the complete profile was just incredible. Just incredible. He's got the size. He's he ran a 438. A 438? Yeah. At like 220-something, 217, I want to say, you weighed in at, at the combine. It was like, oh, my God. Yeah. You, like you see him. The kid. I'm, the guy's I'm, rocked up. Almost 700 all-purpose yards through the yeah, seven games for Brees Hall. Yeah, that's sick. Dude, he is the real yeah. deal. But, yeah, I mean, like, I can't complain about Walker either. Look at some of the – look at the explosiveness that we saw from him the past couple of weeks. Like, dude, he gets that second level. He's He's got it, you know? So, props. No problem with Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Carry on, sir. <laughs> I agree. I wonder what the wonder what you have to pay up now to get <laughs> Kenneth Walker. <laughs> well, whatever a dynasty RB one's worth, Swags. <laughs> <laughs> <It> de- <laughs> 
trying to get you started. Two Christian McCaffreys <laughs> until next week. Then it'll be. Then you'll have to give me Kenneth Walker and a second for McCaffrey. Yeah, something like that. Oh, uh, but then I'll, I would trade Kenneth Walker for Bijan Robinson next year if that were something that's an option. Give it to me. Ooh, Bijan is coming. Yeah, get ready. Oh, if you oh. could, get, but the problem with that type of move, Eric, is you have to trade Kenneth Walker to the crappiest team or in your dynasty. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and they're like, well, that not only are you going to make my team better, which I don't want to do because I'm going for Robinson, right? And that's right. such a tough trade to make. Yeah, I agree. You have to have you have to, a contender that bad. traded for somebody's 101 and they're sitting on it. Yeah. And, and you have to up. have them need Walker. That's a yeah, that'd be tough. Or yeah. or be in a Debbie League or a something league, like that. Whatever you need to do, CTC, you can do whatever you want. But uh, yeah, I, just get right. Bijan is the unquestioned RB one next year. It's not close. It's Bijan. The, yep. the question is who's RB two? Is all really we're at for twenty twenty three. So we're we're sitting here bouncing around. We're drooling over Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. I'm like, but Brees Hall has almost 700 all-purpose yards on the season. And Kenneth Walker's this. And Damian Pierce is like, hey, I'm right here in the middle of you guys. (laughs) Like (laughs) with almost 700 all-purpose yards as well. And nobody seems to care about me sitting here. I think Damian Pierce looks like the real deal on the football field too, to be completely honest with you. Like I'm excited about him and he's, he's oddly the one I probably have more of. So I can't go out and get him where I need to, but I wish I could go add him because I know he's cheaper. Yeah. Sure. sure. And thing, thing that was cool about Damian Pierce uh, in terms of the, the lead up to the draft that I really kind of liked is he, he didn't get hardly any carries in Florida. Like he was, he was in a split situation with, uh, with uh, Mike Davis, whatever his name is. But Malik. Malik. Malik Davis. Davis there it is. Uh, Mike Davis, South Carolina. Um, but yeah, so he was in a split situation where he was, just, it was a 50, 50 deal. And even kind of, you know, a little bit less than that since they, they work in, uh, you know, a couple of guys behind him. But what, what's great when you're watching Pierce's film is first off, you got to, you throw out the dominator rating because it's like, look, it's, it's Florida. It's what Dan Mullen was doing. Like you have to account for just scheme and what teams do, you know? So that's something you have that the dominator guys and the market share people that are, are just strictly data related, um, you know, they're going to miss on that a little bit, and that hurt Pierce, certainly not having the full volume, the full season to boost his value. But then you look at him, and it's like, man, the way he's built, he's low to the ground, he's got thighs that are like tree trunks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And people just bounce off of them. They're like shields, his, his yeah. freaking quads. He and, I mean, it's, the part. It really is something to watch. And yeah, he really did is. it routinely at the college level, but man, he's doing it the it translates to the pros because he's just he's so compact, you know. He's short, but he's tight, and he's fast, and he's got a, he's got great agility, you know. Like he can bounce, he can you know those slide cuts. I mean, he what, has what do more you want? carries now than his entire four years in college. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, that's awesome. They weren't feeding him. What do you? Do? That's why Dan Mullen got fired. Billy Napier's in Florida. There you go. <laughs> yep. But man. Uh, I think he's the one you try to add. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I don't know. I just think it's a price dependent move, but 
Kenneth Walker. I'm, I'm willing to pay up for Kenneth Walker, too. I sent a trade out for a 2023 first. It would be a late one, Eric, so it's not going to be Robinson or anything. And a 2024 first just to see if it's accepted for Walker, but it probably won't be. So I threw two firsts at it. Hey, you're trying, my man. You know, you're doing your best. We will see. We will see. To be concluded. Yeah, you have to let us know. Eric, truly appreciate you making time for us this evening. We ran a little long with you this 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 night, this day. But so it worth it. Long. So it's worth what it. it is. It was That's the Camp Scanton shirt. We wanted to make sure we got both sides of it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, there's nothing on the back. I meant camp scan both sides of it. It was the pun was intended. Yes. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Again, tell them who you are in case they missed it. Top of the show, sure. Where they can find you, CF Froton at the Twitter. I'm Eric Froton, NBC Sports. And I am the lead college football NFL draft analyst. Be on the lookout for my dynasty articles. I put together uh, all kinds of game clips. I say I put as much game clips that I can into each of my videos so that everybody can try to get the most context possible for these players. I don't like just looking at one play like, oh, this guy had one good play. No, I want to see the full, uh, you know, complete package of all the targets, all the rushes, all that stuff. So I've been doing a lot of those. So be on the lookout for that Dynasty Debbie article. And if you like college football player props, my gosh, have you found the right guy? Come on down. Help me win you some money. I love it. Thanks again, Eric. Appreciate you being on. That other guy's voice that you heard, I'm Yo, pointing at. You can't see. He is at Artmark TV. I am at Swagzilla Zero G. This is at Rookie Fever. Give us a five star review. And we are out. When you kiss me, when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning, fever all through the night. Sun lights up the daytime, moonlight sun night. I light up when you call my name, heard you call something you all know fever isn't such a new thing fever started long ago now who got the one-on-one scouting has never done this stupid go and run i told you anyone size and speed just unreal landing spot not ideal wait what's this break out a full rookie fever stage romeo loved juliet juliet she felt the same when he pulled his arms around her he said julie baby you're my when we kiss it, fever without blaming you. Fever, I'm a fire. Fever, yeah, I burn for soup. So who's got the fever? Cause I got the fever. Now you got the fever. So she got the fever. And she got the fever. No, you're for the fever. So let's feed the fever. Thank God for the fever. Thank God for the fever. Fever, now you got the 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 f